This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 2, Second Cruise of Thunder. All right, welcome. This is the Art of Warcast. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. All right, what are we up to today, Carl? There's been a ton of information coming from FFG, and excitement continues to build. One thing, though, is that Tobin doesn't know a Shuzhenja from a Shurak, so we'll cover the various occupations, roles, traits of the Rokugani peoples, and what they might mean for the game. We'll also talk about the transition from CCG player to LCG player. And finally, we'll talk about Gen Con and our planned coverage. All right, well thing that's become fairly obvious to me and this week they released a story a crane focused story on doji hotaru but it's become amazingly obvious that i don't know what things are so in (laughs) in various podcasts and listening to various podcasts and uh and in reading various posts people are talking about shugenja and courtier and monk and bushi and yojimbo and I, i know what some of these are i'm not complete alien i i'm a I have every single Dark Horse edition of Lone Wolf and Cub. I, I have some familiarity <laughs> with Japanese and Asian cultures, especially in this feudal Japan era, right? But I got to get my learning on. I still don't know what exactly a Shugenja is. Is Do- it a magician? It's sort of, yeah. I would point out, this actually came up on one or two of the forums, and the page after page after page of not just corrections, but arguments were impressive to read. Oh, so yeah? More, more than okay, those, okay. More than so you I'm, need not, to know I'm this. not alone. You're not alone right. here. You're right. not alone here. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a Shugenja? It's, first of all, it's Shugenja or Shugenja? Or do we know? Is uh, there... See, I've this always... is what we went through in Conquest, too. We yeah, didn't... so I've always pronounced it Shugenja. Okay. But I'm not sure. G. I'm not sure if that's actually the correct pronunciation. Or not. Okay, so we're just going to go with that because that's easier for me to say. say. Well, my, my 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 instinctive pronunciation on this is a shujenja. The G sound is more of a sh sound, but I could be miles out. So okay, yeah. All right. So if I'm you know, let us know. <laughs> Please email us. Know. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Shugenja, Shugenja. <laughs> oh, see, see, this is Codiez all over again, right? Cotez, well, that, Codiez. Well, that, that's, that's a fake name in bad Spanish. I mean, we, can, you know, yeah. well, we won't even go there. You know, uh, yeah, so. Right. so what is a Shugenja? I can give the, I'll give the, the, the um, I'm learning a law version, which is somewhere between a priest and a mystic stroke wizard, someone who connects to the magic and an elemental Somewhat of the elemental forces of the Rokugani world. And okay. I'll open it up to the law okay. So you have to, against my, my what's going to be my standard disclaimer as quote unquote the lore guy. Uh, <laughs> if I get it wrong, email us and I will issue a correction. Uh, <laughs> so you have to you have to understand a little bit about magic in the world to understand sort of what a shugenja is. So Carl's right that it's sort of between a priest and a wizard. But because like magic in the world is sort of tied to the world, so there it's tied to the spirits, the kami, the grass, the the earth, the 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 elements, everything. The Shinto that Rukagani yeah. somewhat links to. Yeah. So basically, what a shugenja does is is harnessing the elements and using those elements to do an effect. So okay. it's, right. it's 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 they're, they're magicians, they're they're wizards, spellcasters, whatever right. you you know, right. whatever your preferred term is. It's it's uh. It's a one with one with the elements. That's where their source. That's where their power source comes from. Or they uh, let it flow through them. Kind of. Do the, they uh, tap into most, it. Most most shugenja have an elemental affinity. So they have an okay. affinity with one of the five rings, and they use that ring to you know sort of shape how their power works. Yeah, the the, the ring is a sphere of influence. If you think over magic settings, I mean honestly, okay. a little bit of shamanism, pop culture shamanism, is not miles out. 
Right. So if I'm a, if I'm associated or affiliated with the water ring, then all of my magic as a Shugenja Shugenja is going to be water related somehow. Okay. So, water you know, related somehow. So yeah. not just not just. So can you give me an example of so that? Not, not just literally moving liquid around, but also influencing magic in ways that are associated with water. Yeah, with or flow, okay. with change, with causing growth, it to so, rain, things yeah. like that. You know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got that. And so, so, and and there are Shugenja, and if I remember correctly, isn't Phoenix the clan that has the Shugenja in it? Every clan has Shugenja, and every in the RPG at least, every clan, and I think in the just in the, in the story as a whole. Every clan has a Shugenja school. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so each and each of those has a little bit of a different uh, affinity for because the rings. Because they have different affinities for the set rings and but, so on and so forth. Okay. As part of their clan, schools, as schools, of, of, yeah. schools of training. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. as part of their clan, you know, sort of uh, identity. identity. Yeah. yeah. So the the Phoenix are the ones who are the most mystical. They're they're the ones who go really deep, really heavy into magic and the kami and all of the the bits and uh, of of lore, of magic, of uh, history, and other things. They're the, they're the, the, the scholars, the really big yeah. scholars of that Rokugan. That's what I was waiting to come up here. Yeah, okay. The scholarly ones. Okay. They, they, I forget the name of the library is, but they have the most extensive library of scrolls in all of the, in the entire, in the entire empire. Okay. Mm-hmm. I forget right. the name of the, if anybody remembers the name of the, the library, it's a, it's, it's on one of the cards and I forget in like I think it was in the CCG somewhere. There's it's on. It's actually one of the cards. Is you know this library. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. In the same way, the dragon are monastic and go off and train their martial skills. The um, phoenix are somewhat reclusive and are scholarly. Okay, magic. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's also and where their pacifism comes from. Yeah. They, they, right, they, right, right, right. They, they see the con- they see yeah. the conflicts being pointless. You know, yeah, as being right. being bad for everybody. So we, you mentioned dragons. So there's also monk. Is there? I, I mean, I'm familiar with the. With the more popular version of monk, is 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 there a diversion from that in this particular? Monks are really different. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, first off, there's this guy named Shinsei who is the you know their their sort of version of Buddha and um, and Confucius and everything rolled into one. I was gonna say Pipkyorum, your sensei character from Chinese and Japanese mythology, and he's practically it. Right. Yeah, he covers the gamut. Yeah. yeah. So so he so he he created this. There's this um, book called the Tao of Shinsei. Shinsei, okay. That you know sort of defines enlightenment and mysticism. Not really mysticism so much as more it's. Uh, well, I'm I'm flubbing on the word right now. <laughs> I was going to say it's 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 a it's equivalent to whatever the major Buddhist writings are called, but I'm flubbing on the real word version of that. So. Okay. Yeah, it's anything that's <laughs> so to do with like you know meditation and enlightenment and you know sort of you know sort of those Buddhist sort of. Uh, seeking nirvana, things like that. That's sort of what the dragon do, right? And so, so there were two cards that were spoiled. One had the color commentary. The, the, so the flavor text on one was "What is wisdom," and the other one was "What is not wisdom," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And they were dragon, and I think they were monks. I can't remember. I honestly right. can't remember now. So but, you know, so all the elements of Zen and Buddhism and things like that that you know exist in you know sort of real you know Asian culture sort of get rolled up into the the dragon clan. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Back during the founding of the empire, when the kami fell to earth, and we we can cover this <laughs> in depth kamis, a little bit. Yeah. So so the kami's. Maybe, maybe we should take that detail now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Kami's. They're they're the demigods or they're the gods. Okay. So in the beginning there was nothing, and nothing was everything. Uh, if you right. get if you get the, the idea, you know, and nothing is actually a sentient thing. Okay. Nothing sinned three times, and in 
sinning three times created the, the universe. Created okay. the physical world. Okay. So he turned nothing into something. Okay. Um, as, as part of the creation, nothing created the sun and the moon. Uh, Lady Sun, Lord Moon. Amaterasu, Lady Sun, Onotanku, Lord okay. Moon. Okay, all right. Between the, t- between the two of them, they had ten children who, were, who are the kami. Okay. Do you, uh, do you want me to go into the whole to the whole? No, 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 no. So, so, so I wanted, the, but the kami, seven of those ten kami are the are the reason right. their clans exist, right? Uh, yeah. So let's see. The nine of them fell to earth. One of them died, and became sort of the keeper between of the veil between the physical mortal world and the afterlife. The ones that fell to earth, uh, when they fell to earth, they were became mortal, and they founded. The seven clans, so the, 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 the nine of them, one of them fell way south away from everybody else, and that was Fu Lang and became that the, became the Shadowlands, yeah. Okay. Yep. The eight remaining brothers and sisters uh, had a tournament to determine who would lead, because they, they fell into this land that would later become Rokugan, and there were people there already. And they, being semi-divine at this point, decided that they were the best ones to lead these people. The, and they, they basically looked on the, the people that, that were there before them as children. Okay. So they you know needed to be led. Yep. So they have a tournament to determine who will be the, the leader of all the clans, the, 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 who will be okay. the emperor, basically. Mm-hmm. So Hantai wins it, and his other seven brothers and sisters form the seven clans. The only one who does not participate in the tournament is Togashi. He sees the pointlessness of the, the futility of it. He sees that it's the outcome is probably already determined, so he says, I'm not going to participate. And he goes up and climbs a mountain and sits in the mountains. And he's the kami for the dragon? Or yes, for the he's the founder Phoenix. of the dragon clan. Okay, all right. Okay. So out of out of that, you know, the the, the search for enlightenment, the the seeing that certain conflicts are futile, stuff like that, that's where, sort of where the dragon come from. All right, okay. So their monks are really cool. Their monks are the, the one of the themes. One of the themes of the Dragon Clan is balance. They're they try to do everything in balance. Right. So they see everything in balance. They see they they go out into the world and they affect the world in ways that they try and make sure that everything that the all of the elements stay in balance. The you know good and evil stays in balance. Everything else you know that the that the so that the world can continue. Okay. So the monks are really cool. The monks are have developed their own sort of special way of uh, creating powers that's not really spell casting. They have tattoos. And the tattooed men are really cool. So the tattoos imbue them with power? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Every, every, right. Ta- every tattoo right. every tattoo is different. It provides a different power. And the tattoos are also semi-sentient. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. So okay. It's, it's, All right. They're, they're, so that's why the the so how the dragonfly that, monks are really interesting. So turning a little bit to the game mechanics, that would be that, those would be attachments, right? Like, yeah, you can possibly. see attachments in the game being tattoos, mm-hmm. right? Most I think, likely, I think yeah. that may that there there could be something along those lines. I, I, again, I'm not sure how the the CCG did it, and I'm not sure how the LCG is going to do it, but it would make sense that for the dragon clan, you have a monk character. And every attachment represents like a tattoo, right? Because they've said in in some of that literature, in some of the, what they what they've talked about, that attachments are big for the dragon clan. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh yeah, right. Very so heavy. you would guess that the tattoos would be part of those attachments, or at least a subgroup of the attachments. So that would that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool. And then so we have we have Bushi, Yojimbo. Yojimbo is bodyguard. 
Yes, that's mm-hmm. pretty, exactly so. pretty yep. clear. Cavalry, I'm not sure that's anything but guys that ride horses or people that ride horses. Uh, that's, that's my understanding of right? it. Mm-hmm. And it, that was a, there was a big deal made uh, when the game was first uh, spoiled and they talked about cavalry not being a thing, like, like not being its own, having its own inherent function, which I guess in the old game oh, well, there was I've one. heard a little of this discussion on the RL5R Reddit subreddit. Yeah. And I'm not exactly again. Never played really, I mean, except for you know two short games at, at Gen Con. I've never played the the CCG, so right. I'm not sure exactly how it worked. But you know, cavalry are you know mounted warriors, you know people who fight from horseback. Right. So and yeah, apparently that was a, a big thing about you know being able to to move. Move yeah. in and out of conflicts. Right, yeah, yeah. Very well, I would say, I've talked to one of my co-workers who did play a feral bit of the original CCG, and he got into how a lot of the original game had a kind of, ended up with a kind of keyword um, salad going on. Like, um, various things that would be traits in other games were specific rules, and it would drown in them, particularly high-end characters. So uh, the cavalry at that point was yeah. a thing with a very specific rule set. Yeah, Where okay. I think from what we've seen so far, is it's so more then, like to be a, yeah, a keyword and, trait. And you know? we know from from the history with Conquest and talking to Brad Andrews about this and various people about the Conquest design is they really tried to minimize that. Yeah, it's it's in not Conquest welcoming. they had <laughs> they had traits, right? There were some keywords and there are some keywords in this game and there are traits in this game. In this case, cavalry is a trait, it is not a keyword. Keyword is something associated yeah. with rules. An ability, right. an action, yeah. reaction. Right? Yeah. But Conquest had specializations. So it had, um, what was bloodthirst? Bloodthirst. That's the one Mm -hmm. I I was thinking (laughs) bloodletter because that's a card in Netrunner, but bloodthirsty was its own. Each character, any character that had bloodthirst, it was a special effect, but it was a specialization. So I could see that coming into this game. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the guess would be like, um, even though we don't know much more about it, dueling a character that duels would do a thing when they duel. We just, Oh, right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. So that's true. Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, we've covered Shugenja, Monk, Bushi, Yojimbo, Cavalry. Well, I'd like to jump on one on Bushi here. It's interesting for oh, me. Oh sure. And this yeah. yeah. I details. don't know Bushi. I don't know the, that's, Here's the that's the fun the bit. I don't know. And it's one of the things I was sort of aware of and got very well clarified for me when I started looking into the setting is that the popular viewer of samurai, when particularly in the Western world, when we think of samurai, we think of armored warrior, sword, sword, single fighter. But even even in Japanese culture, yeah. the samurai were a caste. Yeah, samurai's aristocracy. Most of the aristocracy, or, or many of the aristocracy, they're, they're, were warriors. But they're kind of, of equivalent them. to the knight caste in Europe. Yep, it's but, not. It's not a direct correlation. Yeah, that's, that's where it gets mixed up because people overlap them, and it's not really the case. Um, Bushi is what we think of as uh, as a warrior, as a trained warrior in an army. A trained okay. fighter, as opposed right. to a, a regular militiaman or a soldier. Many, many Bushi are samurai, and the reverse is true, but not all samurai are Bushi. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And like the 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 lords in the upper aristocracy come out of the samurai caste, but the samurai caste as a whole is below the lords of and so that's where you get the idea of the clan daimyo, the clan champion. Okay. They that they come out of the samurai caste, but they are a lord above the rest of the samurai within their clan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that so there's a there, there's a strict hierarchy. Right. So when you're talking about samurai you're talking about a group of people, not necessarily sword wielding people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a weird right. idea that the it's weird thing. Cla- it's a cast of people. Exactly so. That may or may. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. The Western view of what samurai are is what bushi are, trained yes. fighting warriors. Okay. Um. The the in the, reality, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Basically, there are samurai. There are samurai politicians. 
which sounds bizarre to oh, us, oh, but there are well, people yeah. who okay, are so, quotiers oh, in that And that rank. brings up something I want to talk about today too. Yeah. yeah. So just like you know, m- most of the most European knights were you know sword wielding, armor wearing, yada yada yada. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They didn't always. They weren't always necessarily that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And knighthood is conf- is conferred by the queen or king. Mm-hmm. And that and that confers status. There you go. Modern 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 knighthood is better as a better analogy of samurai. Well, uh, modern okay. knighthood okay. is we are, we gotcha. are acknowledging you as an, as a, gotcha. as a high ranking yeah. person. So yeah. it's it's but a not mi- necessarily a warrior. Exactly. So <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's be, you basically by be you're, it's a minor noble noble title. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's, that's the bushy. The reason I bring it up is I didn't know that, and it was really cool to find that out. And I've been aware there seemed to be some conflict between the terms. And yeah, I was like, that's awesome. And that's why that's why I put it down here. So, so now, so you, so now have, you know, and now I know. You know oh, yeah. I'm slightly smarter. <laughs> and so <laughs> then there's the two we have left, at least that I have left on the list, is sensei and courtier. What's a sen- oh. sensei? Courtier is a court. Or a courtesan, yeah. or someone uh, of, not, not, not courtesan. Okay. Courtesan has a specific okay. meaning. Yeah. So courtier is a political person. Poli- yes. Okay. Someone who is a person diplomat? who goes to court. A diplomat. diplomat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diplomat. Yeah. A lawyer. A courtier is someone you would find in an imperial court. Okay. We're, we're right. also going to have a linguistic um, cra- traffic jam here. Courtier from my um, from my background, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Not going to waste time on okay. that one. <laughs> but the one that I it's probably been mentioned the most, and I don't know and this is from the old ccg sensei my understanding is that <laughs> both of that you sense, went. <gasps> sensei basically means teacher mm-hmm. okay all right that's yeah. what i figured but I, the way it was being in, used yeah I so in, in my understanding is in japanese the word sensei means teacher just yeah. like okay. if it, the chinese ver- word for that is shifu Yes, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, right. um, no H by the way. S I F U. Um, I did. I sort of a fair bit of um of Mandarin through and Cantonese for the things I did. But anyway. I'm glad I got it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Shifu is a great pronunciation. Um, the reason I did the big huff is that Sensei again in the Western understanding is horribly conflated and has a lot of baggage that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the Eastern version. But teacher will do fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. We we yeah, talk- I guess in the in what I can I guess to sort of what he's talking about is in oh. Western culture there's sort of an idea that you know a, a sensei is this person who has lots of great wisdom and is an a old rank, person even. Yeah. and sort of a rank or whatever. Yeah, it's not not so much. Anybody can be a sensei to somebody else. You know that that's it's it's a it's an honorific. It's a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you it's are a role my that you play. just basically if you call someone sensei, you're saying you're my teacher. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. worth noting that um, again in the proper version, no one calls themselves a sensei. That, right. that makes no sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you are declaring yeah. you are declaring some something that doesn't exist within the word. Okay. So, okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so having said all that, gone through all that, and of course with the with the um, um, caveat that any of this might be wrong, <laughs> we've tried to bring you some. <laughs> we're, we're getting as close as we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so Doug, you talked uh, last time mm-hmm. about uh, some of the details regarding the uh, the sword ambition. Yeah. And I have here somebody, somebody very I, a very well-meaning okay, person so saying, had, "Hey, you know what? Some went, of those details were a little in. bit." Off, but otherwise it was a good explanation. Okay. Thanks well, for let me, that. Let me see if I can remember what I got wrong. I forgot to mention that eventually Kachiko in the old story becomes Empress. She marries Hantai the Thirty Ninth. Uh, also, the sword, the blood sword ambition was not created by Yuchiban. It was created by Yuchiban's right hand man, a guy by the name of Asahina Yajinden. Okay, 
who is uh, who's a crane. <laughs> so he'll take oh, that. a crane. He'll, he'll take and, and, and the ambition <laughs> isn't the ambition isn't invisible. It, it's but a, it it's makes, invisible to everyone but the wielder. But the wielder. Okay. And it does right. not make the person who wielding it invisible. It just and it's just invisible to everyone but the the person wielding it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so it so, wouldn't, so he, you can detail, sneak so. in with it yes. uh, in your in your perfect, belt because no one else sees it. Perfect exactly. weapon. Okay. Perfect right. weapon. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. has to be that would have to be used by someone who could get where they're going anyway. Hence the betrayal and the ability to make use of his closest to the emperor. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's most of the things I got wrong. There's probably a few other details that are not quite exactly right, but that's that's, that's most okay. of what, those, those are the big things that I got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Having said all that, we did get one question from uh, someone on through our Facebook postings. Aaron Dick, who's one of the, the our Tracks Sector Warcast listeners, he's not familiar with the lore either. So he's coming to it from a Conquest fan standpoint and sees a lot of people, Conquest players coming to L5R. Okay. And he was wondering, again, in just a couple minutes, what is the Day of Thunder? Racing movie by Tom Cruise? No, no sorry, those, those, that's those days, days of thunder. thunder. Sorry, big boys. <laughs> Funny man. That's right. Tom Cruise is a good actor, although that might be not one of his the worst. Best. <clears throat> yeah, we're not him for film. That was like Top Gun with cars. It was really weird. Anyhow, yeah. So <laughs> I have never seen the movie. So yeah, don't do don't, not don't do it. So yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> what is the so return to a non non Tom Cruise topic? What is the day of thunder, Doug? What is the day of thunder? Okay. Um, <laughs> so in the in the story, there are there was the first day of thunder, then there was the second day of thunder. Uh, the first day of thunder, uh, each clan, each of the seven major clans, had a champion. Collectively, they're all called the seven thunders. And so, uh, at the first day of thunder, oh, so they're not the champions. They were they were considered a, the thunders as well. It's, it's not the champion of the clan. It's yeah. a a champion selected from the clan, a, mm-hmm. a person who is cho- who is destined to become the thunder of that clan. Okay. During the first day of thunder, Shinsei got the seven thunders together, took them into the shadowlands to fight Fu Lang. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, the the only one who came back, if I remember correctly, is Shosaro, who mm-hmm. was the Scorpion Thunder. Exactly okay. So. Un- unbin- unbinosed, this is all. This right? is all under the previous. Yeah. This was. This is the old story. The previous old story. This, this, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. probably still holding true. The first one, probably. Yeah. That that I believe that stuff is still going to be true. Uh, Shosaro came back, changed, and there's a there's a there's a huge amount of story, and I'm glossing over a lot of detail. That's fine. This, this is the, this is the ten thousand foot overview. We we don't necessarily need to be in the detail because FFG will release that. Like well, they basically said okay. That there is there is there is so much detail. I could if I if I had you know the L five R wiki in front of me to refresh my memory, I could probably talk about this for a solid hour. Yeah yeah okay. yeah. We don't so do yeah that. don't you don't need that much detail. <laughs> I mean, to make to make a point. Correct me if I'm wrong here, to give some more context. This is because this is a prophesized return of Fu Leng that Shinsei is bringing people together to try and stop, correct? Well, no, this was the first... No, I'm just talking about the first day of Thunder, which mm-hmm. you know, which happened way back when. They, Fu Leng was growing in power, and they put him down. Okay, there you go. Then, the second day of Thunder, which is the one that everybody talks is talking about, when they say the day of Thunder, when they're talking about the CCG, they mean the second day of Thunder. Ah, uh, okay, all right. Technically speaking. And what happens then? Fu Leng is prophesied to come back, and that he does through be, through Hantai the 39th and all that. And right, we talked about that last yeah. time. Yep. Mm-hmm. The second day of thunder, each clan again produces a thunder. 
someone who is destined for greatness. Okay. And they get the seven thunders together, and collectively they go to, you know, basically put Fuling down forever. That's the, their hope. That was, the, that was, the, that was their goal. Right. Yeah. They, they put him down. He, he's weakened, yada, yada, yada. He's not, he doesn't completely kill because he's, you know, a god, pretty much. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, so they they basically, you know, banish him from Rokugan again through, you know, great personal sacrifice. And that's the whole thing. The, the Seven Thunders are these hugely destined warriors. And destiny in, you know, Asian, you know, uh, storytelling, Asian folklore is not necessarily a good thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> in fact, it often is. It means you're doomed. Okay. So, you know, they go, they go to meet their this glorious doom fighting Fu Leng to, you know, to save the Empire again. So that, in very rough strokes, is is the first and second day of thunder. Okay, okay. I hope that I hope that helps. Yeah, well, I hope it helps. It it, it helps answer the question. me. Now, I understand. I thought it was the way it was spoken about. I thought it was some kind of tournament, <laughs> uh, some kind of. But but it sounds like it was an expedition, more like a more like a uh, a not, fellowship of the thunders that are leaving to go conquest, um, go go take over. Or it's kill it's, Fule, it's the right? seven people destined to save the world from evil. Okay, all right. So it's not, it's not really a contest. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, th- th- that was the impression I got. It's a that, great that big was a day event. of thunder, and it was oh, a conquest yeah. contest between these seven people. I thought it was a conquest oh. contest between. I, I, was the seven. Say, I can see how you could get the feel of a contest because on the kind of divine level, that's the case. Is right. various deities but they're going and other, they're but, they're fighting. It's, on it's this. the con it's the contest between good and evil. Right, right. Gotcha. So it's it's a big it's a big you know the day of thunder is a big battle. Mm-hmm. Aaron also asks, "What are some cool stories that about some key characters or clans that could get me into the storyline?" Well, Aaron, if you haven't read the the Crane short story, uh, her father's daughter, I think it's called, yeah, that was, that a, was just posted a few days ago. Uh, go read that. It's a good start. Uh, there's, yeah, there's. I've seen a lot of discussion online, and there's a lot of name dropping in that thing. So, and that gives a lot of information to the people who know like yourself, Doug, who know what's going on and what went on in the previous timelines and previous connections and tells you, okay, these characters exist, these characters are here, these characters are in these roles, so on and so forth. For someone like myself, I just see, oh, okay, all right, so I see the Scorpion, uh, Bayushi... Kachiko. Kachiko? Is... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's basically, her name okay. is basically pronounced like it's spelled. Okay, Bayushi Kachiko, uh, Doji Hotaru... And then you have uh, several of the other doji, and Daidoji Narishima is in there, which was yeah. a card that was um, spoiled. We don't know Hotaro's card yet. She's going to be in it. She. It sounds like she's going to be the crane, the crane champion in the game. So that was one of the other things that the Facebook yeah. live stream told us was that there are going to be all seven champions are going to be mm-hmm. in the card game in the core set, which is obviously a good thing, right? If you if you start there, if you have those short stories, you know, my thinking is I'm just going to stick with the FFG stuff. I'm just going to read the FFG spoilers as they come out over the summer, and you know, tapping into Doug's knowledge and Carl's knowledge over the course of making these podcasts. Podcasts, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I think. Any other suggestions? um, I think you have the right way to go about it. The old L five R, the 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 CCG and the old you know the old RPGs, they have twenty years of history, twenty years of storyline of meta plot of you know big events happening. So right, there are right, right. <laughs> there is a role of names that you could just 
you know, it, it, that would go on for pages and pages and pages, and it would just be people's names of very, from various clans. I think Cimmerillion is what you're thinking here. Yeah. Exactly, actually. Doug's face was yep. just lit up yep. like a Christmas tree. If you, if you know right your Tolkien, yeah. <laughs> Cimmerillion oh. is often referred to as the Tolkien Bible. It is a collection of stories of the ancient history of the setting, and it just goes on and on. Right, on, right. And it's on. actually one of my favorite Tolkien books. Oh, it totally is. As a reference material, it's amazing. It's, it, it was. You have to like take it in little bits and pieces because it's a bunch of short stories. But yeah. so that's kind of what the history of Rokugan is like. So yeah, the Silmarillion is a great is a great uh, uh, comparison. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if you want, if you really want to dive into the stories, there's a wiki out there, and that's been around for. 15 years or more. I don't know exactly how long. Yeah. That has a lot of the data in it. Uh, well, there are it, stories, you can find stories online in various in various other places. Yeah. So if you really want to find the old stories that are out there, I would stick, if you're just coming to it new with the LCG, I would stick with whatever Fantasy Flight publishes, really. Yeah, and, and if you if you really wanted to hunt down stuff, what's occurring to me as I sit here is that you could look at the names that are mentioned in those short stories and go do a bit of research on the wiki it's with a, respect to those exactly people to find out what's going yeah. on, right? Yeah, to I find out what it. that previous character's history is. Yeah. That's, that occurred to me because there was, towards the second half of that story, there were a lot of names put in, and I went, I, I'm, I'm losing, you know, this, this, that, this person, and that person, <laughs> yeah. and they're setting up the universe. It's obviously yeah. the first one, right? Yeah. So they have yeah. to do we, a bit of setup for the rest. A lot of the people mentioned were uh, Doji Hotaru's brothers, sisters, and that sort of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was mostly, it was mostly uh, a lot of the names dropped were just, you know, her family. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. I know we're not here for literary criticism, but right. we're going to get some. Um, but after reading it, we very quickly realized it's very short story format. If you do a fair bit of, um, you know, I consider my, myself a literary type, by which I mean I've read a book. And, um, <laughs> and you can see the formats and see Picture the Picture books don't count. Read, read, there were words. <laughs> one on one a page. Um, now, this, the whole looking at it, you could see how they were doing that kind of novel to film thing of when she mentions, um, when Hotara mentions taking a wound and oh I've had, I've had worse than that in sparring if it had been a a lot larger writing it might have been I've I've had worse than that sparring in the book it was I've had worse than that sparring with name drop in name drop location with this thing because they're trying to cram as much info in right it, right, it, right, it, right it's not the best thing for a story but you can see exactly what they're trying to do right, right, right. it worked nicely for that right yeah. um, if, if we are on the subject of um, of cool stories about key characters can I do the I can swim story me finding out what this what sure, is. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> this is this is one of these little bits of research I did when I was trying to decide which clans I let in the look of. You know, when we heard about all this and I was digging through the wiki. And I very quickly linked on Scorpion because of a story about the Kami Bayushi and Shinsei. And during I believe I believe this is during part of the tournament, um Shinsei and Bayushi are kind of like verbally sparring. They're, uh, they're, they're throwing around um, stories of wisdom and trying to uh, feel each other out, as it were, strength-wise. And um, Shinsei tells the story of a, a version of a traditional Japanese fable, the scorpion and the frog. And the fable is that the, um, the scorpion and the frog are sat on the bank of a river. And the fr- uh, scorpion turns to the frog and says, Frog, take me across the river. I'll sit on your back, you can swim across, we'll, we'll both get across just fine. And frog goes, don't be, you know, you don't be ridiculous. You're a scorpion. Why would I ever do that? And the scorpion's like, well, you know, you can, you can trust me. It's fine. And so the frog gives. Well, it and the, the end. frog actually says, 
you're going to sting me yeah. if I do this. You're going to sting me. And, and the frogs and the scorpion said, if I did that, both of us would die. That would be ridiculous. Why would I possibly do that? So the two of them, so the frog gets in the water and the scorpion gets on his back and they, they swim out. And of course, the scorpion stings the frog. Now, there are two versions of the story. In the traditional version, the, the frog, drowning, paralyzing, starting to sink in the water, turns to the scorpion and says, why, would you, why, why did you sting me? Now we'll both die. And the scorpion says, you know, it's in my nature. I'm a scorpion, I sting. And the tale is, <clears throat> the, the fable there, the point is to never expect anyone to act differently from their nature. Right, right, right. Or we right always right, assume, right. Never, never assume someone will go, against their, go yeah. against their true mm-hmm. soul heart. Shinsei tells a different ending. The scorpion turns around to the frog and says, but you see, little frog, I can swim. Yeah, yeah, and oh, Bayushi okay. took that to heart. Right. He made, he 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 masked his face. He he took it as never reveal your true nature. He said he realized that in any any situation, working out what your opponent thinks is going to happen is the strongest thing you can have, and you can never give away that you know that. Never give away what you're thinking, what you're planning. Hence the reason for the scorpion mask tradition and why they have the mask. Yeah, and I just read masks. that and went, I found my clan. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool, and that's a that's a good transition. Like in terms of finding your clan, right? That's a good transition to the next topic, which is making this jump from collectible card game to LCG. And I'm talking about making the jump not from a game design standpoint, but from a consumer standpoint. Exactly so. I played uh, Magic and the original Netrunner and Vitesse. I played Vitesse for 15 years until it went south in 2010. How many Vitesse cards do you have? Again? I have. I have a lot. I have a lot. Um, Vampire the Eldest. Va- the Eternal, Eternal Struggle. Struggle, Struggle which you can't put the, was that, usually, yeah. yeah, there was yeah. that was uh, it originally had a different that, it was name. Jihad. Yes. It was yes. Jihad with a Y. But it's a loaded word these days. So As, you know. it was a loaded word then too, yeah. which is why they changed Heavily the name. Loaded. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, I played Vitesse for a while, and Vitesse is a CCG. Yes. Right. Magic is a CCG. So when when you get new cards, when you get a new expansion, they're all randomized, and you go, hey. I'm going to buy some more cards and you buy a box mm-hmm. and you get almost all of what you want and you buy another box and you get almost all of what you want and you buy another box and, and you just keep buying until you kind of like satiated that need, but you, or you, know, you trade or you, or buy you trade singles. or anything else. Right. Like, yeah. and so, so that's the CCG mentality that right. you can kind of just throw money at the issue until you get enough and then you can trade some, get that capital and then trade it off for the cards and that you want. I think that there, there, something else that you're sort of glossing over a little bit, I think, is that there is a, a focus that goes along with that. Absolutely. When you, when, you first start, yep. when you first start buying into it, you sort of focus on one, one faction or other uh, just to sort of, you know... Give yourself a way to limit how much money and how you th- have to throw it. Mm-hmm. So and limit randomization. You yeah, pick out the true. things yeah. you want and so on. that way, that way, you know, let's right. say you know you're focusing on you know Clan Tremere or whatever in mm-hmm. you know Vitez, you'll buy you know you know all these boxes of cards and then whatever you know cards that you want to keep for your Tremere decks or whatever you set you those keep aside. Those. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the rest is all trade bait, right? Yep, yep. Or you sell it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, yeah, you have or you have you you yeah, yeah. concentrate on skills, right. you know. So you had Nosferatu, you had Bruja, you had various skills that were shared amongst clans, and you you center on those cards. Yeah. So you have it. There's a chase aspect to it. There's a focus to it. And but from a consumer standpoint, you have something to buy, right? right. You can go into a friendly neighborhood game store and say, you know, I, I travel a lot for work. So I, when I travel, 
I try to go to the friendly local game store and I try to buy something. Well, when I was a CGG, CGG player, I had something to buy. I'd buy two or three packs of E-Test if yep. they had it. I'm like, nice, oh, just nice give me that. Because, you know, I'm going to support the game store and I'm going to give them a few bucks. Maybe I don't need these cards. Maybe I do. You know, something like that, right? Oh, nice but you might get some high. rare that you're chasing mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, right? maybe exactly. there's, yeah. Precisely. In the LCG model as a consumer. So I had done that up to 2010, right? Mm-hmm. So I discover... Android Netrunner is re-released in late 2012. So I've been out of it for about two years. All I want to do, I buy the first Netrunner. I buy the first core set. I, I, I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then I buy the second core set. I'm like, okay, good, this is great. And I want to buy a third one. But I realize I'm paying $40 for nine cards. Now, the as as has been discussed ad nauseum on the forums and by various podcasts they've changed their lcg model so my expectation is that there will be a lot of singletons with in 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 l5r more so than they were in netrunner yeah more the more applicable um analogy is game of thrones and conquest which had singletons and doubles but not a lot of triples not a lot of living car game exactly the same format Yeah, yeah yeah so so we're going to see a lot of singletons. We're going to see some doubles and maybe a triple every, who knows. Anyhow. I actually doubt we'll see that many triples. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> so you have the LCG model where, in, in my case, I, I wanted to buy a third set of, a core set of Netrunner, but it wasn't worth the money to me. So, but I wanted to buy cards and that was really hard for me to come <laughs> you to You could grips just with. be like, like I, me. I, I, no, no, yeah, no. I, I really wanted to buy cards and I didn't, right? So then what happens is what lies ahead, which was the very first pack, yeah. expansion pack, data pack for Netrunner came out in January of that year and I bought the pack right. and it has a full playset of everything, right? So you really don't need another one unless you want to keep some more decks. So what do I do? I want to support my game stores. I want to support them more. I still have this CCG thing, this impulse to buy cards and buy cards and they're new cards and I buy, 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 buy. And so I buy another set of what lies ahead. And then the now next I still comes do out. that, right? Just because I, I, I like buy, to have multiple decks built in that. And right. I don't There's like your proxy. justification. But <laughs> I bought two <laughs> copies of every single data pack and deluxe expansion for two years. For two cycles and two deluxe expansions, I think I stopped with the third cycle. Maybe I stopped with the end of the third cycle with Order and Chaos. I think I only have one copy of Order <laughs> and Chaos. But everything else, I have two copies. So I have this insane number of cards that, frankly, I don't need the copies of because I don't maintain. Like, you have multiple decks that you maintain. I right. don't have multiple decks that I maintain. At one point, I was that's I hard had seven decks built at one time, yes. Right. Yep. So <laughs> that's part of the thing. I've seen a lot of threads. People are like, I want to buy cards. I want to buy bigger sets of cards. I want to buy less often, so on and so forth. It takes some some adjustment. There will be a period of adjustment where you go, I get my three core sets, and they're not going to release the three. They're going to release the three core sets by, you know, if they're not in stores in August with Gen Con, which is what our local game store has been told, but they're going to be, they'll crossed. be in stores. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. They'll please, be in stores. FFG, please, FFG, yeah. please. <laughs> they'll be in stores. We, we think, know you listen. My guess is like mid to, mid to, mid to late September because they need a world. They have, they've said, they, they need World Five World Rings will be at Worlds and Worlds is in November. So, and all if this you talk have it in game stores yeah. the same week of Gen Con or as, or close to it within like two weeks of Gen yeah, Con, it'll sell out. It will sell. Yeah, you will absolutely. sell lots of it. Just, yeah, it's going to it's going to blaze out. Absolutely. So I mean, we're 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 looking on a different note. We're looking at the inaugural tournament at Gen Con, and I looked at the number of open spots and saw three hundred and fifty. 
Yeah, doesn't sound that's, enough. That's that sounds small doesn't to me. Sound enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does not yeah. Sound enough. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's the biggest one they've done. It's it's oh, it's yeah. a different one than they've ever done it before. But it's it's a, it's the biggest one of them. Considering how, and this uh, we, we were at a local game store last Wednesday, and uh, we were talking with one of our friends who plays LCGs with us, who is a really huge uh, L5R CCG player. He even has a Crane Mon tattooed on his arm. Yep. Had a long talk about the CCG versus the LCG and some of the the reticence, and I've seen a lot of this on Reddit and other places. the The idea that you know they the people who are coming from the CCG want to be able to buy like they did for in the CCG with the LCG. They want to just buy their clan. They want they want a Crane Clan starter or something like that. They want crane focused releases. They want, you know, you know, so you know, I'm just using crane as an example. You know, right, right, whatever right, right, your right, clan right, is right. in certain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's just not the way LCGs work. No, and mm-hmm. and you know, you you see that so here's the thing. So the deck building, we know that you get or at least we're pretty sure that you get your dynasty deck has to be all of your clan and and neutrals. Yes, that's your conflict good, that's deck is all of your clan neutrals and then it Whatever was influence on, you have on your... The influence on one ally. That yeah. was mm-hmm. what was implied in the Facebook live feed. You get one ally to pick from. So it's not like the Conquest ring where you have... If, if For those familiar with Conquest, it had a ring of seven. And you got to ally with one of those two people to either side of you. You picked the Warlord in, say, Space Marines, and you can either ally with Tau or ally with Imperial Guard. In this case... You can pick Crane, and you can ally with any of the other six. You're not restricted to just two, so that's but where it has the to be power only comes one from. of them. Yeah, but it has to be yeah. only one. Yes. Yeah, neither is it Netrunner. There's no there's no fear of um, high power middle influence cards going into every single deck because if you're not picking the clan that's efficient exactly. for you, exactly. I'm actually kind of hoping that that Netrunner right now has a problem with some degenerate combos, and it has mm-hmm. several times over its history. So maybe by limiting the influence saying you pick one clan to ally with and that's it maybe some of those degenerate combos won't show up as yeah. absolutely I'm, I'm confident that's the intent personally. yeah and so because you can ally with each of the other six right when you buy an, a pack you're buying you're getting your crane cards you're getting your neutrals right we can only assume my my guess is it might not be immediate but eventually they're going to release other strongholds for the clans Maybe, maybe, uh, hopefully, <laughs> like like IDs for Netrunner, yeah, like yeah, Warlords, Warlords for Conquest. That's the you know, we would, I, w- I would hope so. there would be a few. You know, once we get a few packs into the into the game, there's you know there's a hope that we'll have you know different strongholds to choose from and some mm-hmm. some yeah, more yeah, flexibility yeah. deck building. Yeah, and then and then provinces, provinces are a deck building thing, right? So you're gonna get you're gonna get in that first cycle, you might get an additional stronghold for the clan. You'll get some provinces. You'll get clan cards both conflict and dynasty you'll get neutral cards both conflict and dynasty and you'll get cards that you may or may not choose to include in your conflict deck obviously you're not going to if you're only going to play crane you're not going to the the dynasty cards of the other clan are useless to you if you're if you maintain this idea that you're only going to play so but but the value of that 15 dollars is larger than people think it is. I've seen. Oh, I just want my crane cards. No, there's, there's. Yes, I understand you want your crane. There's going to be reasons why things, they want boom, the non crane cards. Yes, non-crane exactly. Cards. Course, and there's totally. going to be more non crane cards in there that they can use than they than they're used to. And that's the part with the CC. That's part of my why I'm kind of ranting okay. about making this transition from CC to LCG. You get a lot of use out of those packs later on. You know, six, seven, eight cycles down. 
you know, two years from now, the pa- any one pack might not impact you very much because it's only four cards or five cards or six cards in a in a universe of 500. Yeah. Well, and the there's a there's a slightly different mentality that goes that that exists in the LCG market than exists in the CCG market with regards to deck building and faction loyalty and that sort of thing. Yeah, because the LCG uh, market better better enables lack of clan loyalty, the ability to check out right. different decks, try different things. Yeah. yeah. But you make a fair point that, I mean, everyone's got a different budget. So if you are in that group situation, rather like the CCG, where a group of friends open a couple of packs, the crane guy gets all the crane cards, the, the scorpion guy gets all the scorpion cards, as Tobin points out there, that could still work to a degree. If someone yeah. someone's looking to get into the game and you've bought the one pack and the, the dynasty cards you're not going to use are literally useless to you. Right, right, no right. Benefit absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, only, the only problem with that, it comes in that, in when you have neutral cards that both of you want, yeah, right. You can't well, okay, necessarily so, split those up for with amongst one pack. So you buy two. So you get like those. so you get like two or three friends together. You buy, you know, one or two or whatever, you know, of of the of the latest release, and then you just split it up amongst the your, your three or four people or whatever. Right, and and. That's that's and, one way that's one way that and, and that's one that way that you can satisfy that particular nugget. Say, yeah, that, However, that, yeah. if there's three of you buying two packs, that's thirty bucks. Right, mm-hmm. and then you, so so you're taking your cost down from fifteen to ten. Mm-hmm. And so, right? honestly, honestly, I, I don't know if that that's worth it. Uh, yes, yes, for some people who are who have very tight budgets, that's mm-hmm. going to be a thing. So I have some friends who hang out at our local game store, who are really huge Magic players, and have right. been playing Magic for a long time, decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah de- you know, decades, definitely. Well, a lot, and some of these these folks, what they do is they just have a shared card pool that they mm-hmm. all they all buy into and share equally. Yeah. So they, you know, they all have, you know, they store, uh, you know, the 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 cards at somebody's house. They all get together at that person's house and deck build out of that shared card pool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, I think it's easier to do that with an LCG. If you want, if you want to get four friends together. You know, one of you who's got the space stores the cards, yeah. and you you deck build together. You know, you can do, a, you know, a a single three copy of corset plus one of each expansion, and probably build some good decks. Yeah. You might need a you might need two of certain expansions just yeah. to get certain neutral if cards. If you're going to share for each person, I, I think you need a base of so if you, three of you're going to share that you might need six corsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just for the, the just for the just have two playsets of every card. Yeah. Two two copies of every card for everybody. So they're not necessarily you know you're not you're you're not really really rare on some of those mm. uh very common cards i would bring up the point that i think that's again that's exactly what ffg is expect is aiming for they do their small core set they do their small multiple required core sets with the idea that one of them gets goes to a, a group of people the people go hey we like this so we get a few between us we between three people the cost is relative is relatively minimal versus yes. one person getting a whole bunch of stuff the serious guy can get his three copies get his one of each pack and be happy the group of three people can get three core sets can get a couple of copies of packs can greatly reduce their cost and can play together perfectly happily we we know from talking to ffg that the kitchen table play of all of their games still greatly outweighs the competitive absolutely and that's not about oh yeah. yeah yep 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 yeah, we know that to be. They they, to they won't be. stop stating that every time every, well, every you know, in flight. You know? How many you know how many um, orders? How many people do you have on for subscription for Game of Thrones, Netrunner, and various other games at the Hunter Game Cafe? I mean, you have dozens for Netrunner, but you have a tournament and a dozen people show up. Exactly. So, so. you know, a third of those subscription people show up for the for the tournament. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's something that folks coming from the L5R CCG, that's I think going to be one of the biggest changes for them. Uh, playing a game where the 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 largest part of the core market is the the coffee ta- or kitchen table player, like you're talking about. L- it seems like L5R CCG that, and could it just be that I that I'm listening to and and interacting with people who are just the hardcore players. But it seems like there was a lot more ter- uh, tournament focus in the CCG overall. I think that's what it became. I think if it you, might not have started that way, yeah. but if you, you know, if you twenty quanti- years. Sorry, if you quantify the kitchen table player as a player who literally plays at home, whether they play in a competitive mindset or a have fun mindset, right. I think you're correct. If you quantify a kitchen table player which I think more people are thinking of as someone not necessarily very competitively focused. I do think that L5R was, certainly the CCG was used to more people coming out to play than a lot of games and going out and, com- and playing community-wise because they cared what was happening with their clan. Well, so I think there, there's there's definitely a difference. Uh, the, when I think kitchen table player, I think someone who's buying the game and playing it amongst you know a gr- their their little gaming group. Or, and, that you know, par- and not participating in either not store. Not playing leagues, not playing tournaments. Or just meeting at a well, store to play casual games. Yeah, yeah. So not, not participating in the larger community is what I'm kind of working towards. That's Yeah, yeah that's that's sort of what I think we all mean. The, the three of us mean when mm-hmm. we're talking about the kitchen table player. Yeah, okay. and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, from looking at the conversation from older L5R players, there are many, many more people than it seems to me is common in most clubs collectible games like this and most most larger competitive games that were going out and playing because they wanted to play and not and having any serious focus on competition well but see the, the, the thing that I'm getting from the some of the old the, the CCG players is that the tournaments were these big events mm-hmm. and it was a chance and that was like the, like it seems like the community was kind of centered around these big tournaments and whether or not you were like a hard, serious hardcore tournament player you would still go to them yeah, because you'd have the clan dinners and things like that you get to hang out with people and talk about you know your clan and what cards you're playing and things like that and a chance to you know you know, trade cards, share you know, share deck ideas, things like that. It was it's it sounded to me like it's it was more of a thing than just I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna you know go through Swiss and try to get top sixteen and whatever else. Yeah, it's exactly exactly that. That's exactly what I'm seeing. There clearly are a group of people within. Of course, there are in any competitive game where we record who wins anything. There are people. There are a core of people doing the competitive end, but there seems to be many more exactly like that doing it for the community and the things, the social. Okay. So I think there's going to be a, a, a bit of a, a just a bit of a change of like how the community is structured a little bit, right? The, you know, so that's that's one of the biggest changes, and that goes in and that dovetails with the distribution model of the cards, right? And I talked about this before, right? Like one of the ways in which you learn how to defeat one of the uh, you know other decks is you play them. Like uh, oftentimes when I'm playing Netrunner, when I'm playing Conquest, I put myself in the other person's shoes and say, okay. If I'm playing that person, if I'm playing that ID, what is the thing that hoses me the most? Mm-hmm. How so, how does the how does the runner play to keep, to 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 really break my game up, or how does the corporation play to break my game up? So in order to get some of that learning on, you have to play those things. So I think, or I would hope that a lot of those pure clan players would be engaging in at least some, you know, cross clan playing, just to see what the game is like. Because this game, as we've seen, is very different than the original. Mm -hmm. So the crane that you knew, the scorpion that you knew, the dragon that you knew is not the dragon in this game. Right. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some of that flavor. There's going to be some of that theme, but it's not going to play the same way. 
It's so you might you you as a classic dragon player might come out and say, I'm going to play dragon. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be feel it's going to be feel great. And you're going to play dragon, and you're going to be like, that is not what I remember the CCG being. So I would hope that those people would be like, okay, let let me play these other clans. I have heard a couple other people, uh, old CCG players, say that when they were playing at home, they would play other clans to so that they could when they go to the tournament the next tournament coming up they would know how to play against every other clan they're going to play with but they're so if they're a phoenix player let's say right they would play you know dragon decks and crab decks and other decks like that just to, to see how the other what the the in, in the current meta what the those other decks were doing so that they could defend against it yeah. right 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 it's the netrunner's maxim you learn most about running by playing a corp yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, what I think what people are going to... Those of us who are coming from the LCG side of the fence into this game, we're used to, you know, playing whatever the, the top deck, you know, archetypes are. If yeah, you, and bouncing, right? Yeah. We, we or, move, or at least responding to it. Yeah, we, yeah. we move... We, we play one or two decks for a couple months, and then we... Or a couple weeks, or a couple hours, and then we move <laughs> over to the other one. I, I said last time, I don't really play Jinteki. Right, I just I, and there will probably be one or two clans in this game where I'll play you, but I'm not really going to enjoy it. Or <laughs> I play you and I do it out of because I want to learn how to beat you. Yeah. And then I will play them a couple of times, and then I will take so, the cards so and I will pull them apart. You need to see this. And I will do this. Is, this, right. this, this is Tobin Lopez with deck in front of you. I'm not playing you because I like you. <laughs> I'm playing you because I hate you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, Which so, is the reason why I play HB. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There you go. It's never worked well for me. <laughs> oh. And and so that's our like a little bit of advice. I think is as LCG as former CCG players coming into the LCG, you'll want to buy cards. You'll want to buy stuff. You'll want to buy swag, and it won't be there to buy. So it'll take some adjustment to do that. I think more than anything, it's our thoughts on what's likely to happen. I mean, we we can't predict the future perfectly anyway, and we'll see how 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 that old feeling in the LCG one. I don't know. I'm tapped into the universal well, we'll clock. I can pretty much going going dragon. Exa- exactly know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> time. Clearly going dragon. No. Okay. I would say as well, if you have to buy something, um, I have a tattoo of a clock. I know what time it is all the time. <laughs> No, if you need to buy something and you feel need to buy extra cards, um, the Haunted Game Cafe has a, bu- <laughs> has a button maker. So you can come and go like your favorite artwork and make it into a button. That's actually deadly serious. You can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Oh, th- there, there's an idea. There you, you, can, you can take what? the cards Taping that you're not going to use. Take the cards you're not going to use. Make them buttons at your friendly local game store that has such a thing, and then you can sell them to your people who play other clans. <laughs> if, any, if any of you guys are magic players, one of our regulars, shortly after a particular ban was made, brought in a foil smuggler's copter and immortalized it as a button. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think, one, uh, I know I got into LCGs. Uh, I like playing competitive card games, but I hated the chase. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I hated chase cards. I hated. I'm, I'm a completist, so I want to have you know my full play set of whatever card I'm playing with, whether it's in my deck or not. <laughs> right, 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 right. Does not matter. Maybe I, I am I sounding a little crazy right now. Sorry. Sounding. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a cla- crazy collector. I've got two. I've got literally two play sets of every card for Netrunner, and then some for certain things that had three ofs in the core sets and yada. yada right. Yada. Right. Right. <clears throat> The chase isn't there for the regular cards. There are no foils. There are no rares or whatever. The The CCG player has to get over that a little bit, but there still is a chase. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a chase for alternate alt art, art cards. Yes. Full bleed baby. cards. Alt oh, art cards. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And some of those alt art cards are really great. They're, yeah. They tend to be yeah. full bleed, border to border art, really nice stuff. And they will go for. I've seen them. I've seen certain like play sets of some of them f- going for like fifteen, twenty bucks on on eBay and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the play sets might go for more three and times. Yeah, that, that oh, single yeah. card might go for twenty, thirty I, bucks, um, especially the ones at Worlds, the ones that go to Worlds, the ones that go to Gen Con. Those are going to be the rarer ones, and those uh, will often sell, especially in the bigger games. And L five R is going to be a direct competitor immediately with Netrunner for their biggest LCG. Uh, it is no absolutely I think no I, I think out of the gate it's going to be bigger than Netrunner. Oh, absolutely. May, I, I, may, yeah, they, and may they've may already be. said so. They've already yeah. said that they're printing their every LCG over uh, beginning with Netrunner, every LCG new release has been bigger than the previous one and this one is bigger yeah. even every, every reasonable expectation to assume yeah. that's the case, yeah. yeah. On on the front of full art promos, I was at a um, a Star Wars Destiny draft last night and one of the prices going out was a full art copy of Django and the 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 top 2 got to choose between a set of packs or the Django art. And one guy, the guy overall went, I'll take the packs. And the other guy got the Django art card. And I said to my friend who took the packs, like, those are awesome. You might get a great card out of those. That is a, not only is it a full art really nice card, that's a piece of Star Wars memorabilia. So it's probably going to be worth more in the long run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. <laughs> going, getting on to Gen Con. So uh, there are four or five events at Gen Con, I think. There's an inaugural celebration on Thursday. There are two panels. There's a design designing the game panel. Uh, I think at 10 a.m. on on Friday, and then there's a storyline panel on Friday, and then there's a hundred-person tournament on Friday, and that's the one that has the cut to Saturday. So the 350-person inaugural celebration and tournament is on Thursday, and that's where they're gonna. They've said something like, "We'll have a big celebration. Everybody will get their get their cards, and that that price of that 350 event inaugural event includes a corset. So everybody gets handed out their corset. You get to build your decks and then you declare your clan allegiance and there's going to be some mechanic like the best clan will get something so and, it's going to be kind of know. like a sealed deck tournament yeah it'll be a sealed deck mm-hmm. tournament the he, here's the rub <laughs> there's going to be 350 people who are learning the game for the first time <laughs> there will be a lot of learning going on my guess would that people would be playing one or two games and then saying okay that was fun i gotta go having been a part of this in previous years ffg is perfectly okay especially in something like this that doesn't have a big does uh, that doesn't have any kind of big big huge prize at the end right because this is just going to be probably a swiss four round five round maybe tops they don't they they've said before go ahead and change your deck between games if you don't like what it's happening change your deck between games and so there's going to be some flexibility. So as you learn, I'm like, okay, this is a dead card. This doesn't work. Or I'm Crane uh, allied with Scorpion. I don't want to be allied with Scorpion because I'm Crane. I want to be allied with Crab or whoever else, right? Mm-hmm. You can change your decks. It might be tough, but you can do it, right? So they, they usually are flexible enough, and you can do that. I've, I don't know if that's going to – I'm not speaking for FFG. I'm not obviously – If we talk person, formally, but, it's, it's, it is at no doubt going to be at the FFG relaxed level, if not absolutely, less yes, so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So was, yeah, so it's just a fun learning experience sort of tournament. Exactly, yeah, and then totally the two so. panels on Friday, the designing the game, 
with the designers. Brad I'm looking forward to those. That should mm. be a. Kick. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to be at both of those. Yeah, that, yeah. Th- those sound like they could be really interesting. Right. Well, I'm 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 going to Gen Con for the first time, and my um I work for a game store place, and we regularly visit Gamma and things like that to collect information. So I'm on info gathering. Right, I'm right. With my and that's one thing that we're gonna do. We are gonna. Th- th- and that's the reason we're kind of talking about this a little bit more. Is that we are going to cover that. So we are going to be there interviewing people. We hope to get interviews with designers, interviews with players, interviews with other community come members. Come find us. Yeah, come find us. We'll be around. We'll we'll make we'll have like buttons or t-shirts or something that identifies. Yeah, us. we're gonna try to give out if, swag. If everything maybe, goes to yeah. plan, I'm going to be in costume. Ooh, very nice. So I'll say that now. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's news. What are you going to be in costume? Nerd. As a scorpion. <laughs> oh, as a scorpion. We are nice. here, right? With the mask, right? The whole mask. Um, you need a mask. At right? least a mask. Okay, at least a mask. All right. Well, that's news. Well, you're, you're, that but remember, cool. if you're going to be a scorpion, you have to have a very unique, very personalized, that, that represents you sort of mask. I'll, I'll give you a very, very mild spoiler. I'm coming as a spoiled card. Oh, okay. Very cool. What's the what's the guitarist? Catchy Isn't there a guitarist? Isn't there a guitarist? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the lady wife is, is coming, maybe, but you know. She hasn't been spoiled, has she? Or she? The, I don't know. It's oh, a, no, 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 she's something thing. or other. Oh wait, no wait. Uh, she's on the she's on the cover. That's why I'm thinking that she's there. Oh, on the yeah yeah she's on she's Kachiko's on the cover the, of the, the picture from the, the main the, box. That's yeah. Right. Oh okay. Yeah. okay. No, uh, in my personal case, no, not Kachiko. Okay, all right. So. And so there's the and then there's the hundred person. That's the more competitive tournament. That's the one that will probably have the storyline prize that was mentioned in the Facebook Live feed. I would expect yeah, I would expect the the smaller tournament to be the more serious one yep. than the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know that'll be five or six with a hundred people. The FFG's numbers and are familiar with their OP, their organized play numbers and structure. I'd say that's probably six rounds of Swiss. So and you can drop basically at any time to no. Um, harm to your either your opponents or yourself other than you know being out and not getting the swag so we'll be there covering all this so come up and say hi yeah we might even get you know some recordings of you for uh you know little bits of the for a recap show or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're this, gonna this is, this is this is my first deal maybe i'll do a little bit of like a high selfie kind of video thing i'll be running around ridiculously excited so yeah we can also you know. do there's there's those Facebook live videos, right? So we can do some of the live streaming. I'm guessing that there's going to be quite a few people doing that. Probably. For the, especially for the inaugural celebration. So we could do that. We could do other things. Can we, can we squeeze an, an unboxing in between signing up for the inaugural oh. and sitting down? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay, if we do that, it would have to. one of us would have to stand in line or something and, <laughs> and, and do it Thursday night or actually you know, Thursday noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because somebody's already planning to do that. It's probably, you know, if you'd have to, we'd have to be really quick to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I believe, in the, I believe in the voraciousness of, oh, of yeah. others. <laughs> Above mine. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm going to like this game, I think. There's, there's a lot of commonalities between that I see just in the structure that we've seen. I've seen a lot of parallels with Conquest, with the type of... Conquest, Conquest design ideas. That's to be the interesting part. Yeah, like, and we'll, yeah. We'll, th- that's one of the things that we want to cover probably next time. We've mm-hmm. covered a lot of lore this time, and we didn't do so much design because there's not really much design left to talk about. We've, but I'd like to address... How what the I think about brand? Yeah, the bit. feel of the game, so we've from, seen the from structure. What, from what we have, how we, from what we we'll have. probably see a little bit more. They know we're gonna see either a Facebook Live or an article next week. Will we see both? Maybe because they, they did know. they they did the know. Facebook live stream and then they did the story drop. Right. For those of you who missed it, there is a Crane Clan video on their YouTube channel. It's about two minutes long. 
doesn't say much of anything. It just has some pretty images. Yay. And that's about it. Well, there's nothing wrong with pretty images. So, no, no, there isn't. Not at all. It's boxes very cool. and boxes of them, please. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, we'll be covering the release, the events. We're going to be interviewing players and uh, stakeholders in the game and hopefully provide some news and maybe even some surprises. We, who, who knows? We'll see. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. All right, welcome. This is the Art of Warcast. I'm Tobin Lopez. <laughs> I'm waiting. It's second go. I'm waiting. Sorry, Terry. Go, 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 go. Carl. John I'm, is dead. I'm wondering who I am. <laughs> He's not here any longer, buddy. Oh, my God. Okay. You're the second stringer. I'm the third <laughs> stringer. Unfortunately, yeah, that's the, that's the bit that froze me. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. It's, it took me a while. To Would it help okay. if I point to you and do a new <laughs> talk? Yeah. All right. <laughs> In a world where cats knock paintbrushes <laughs> off tables. <laughs> so, yeah, the reverb. Fumio coming this summer.